so, so, I mean, it is kind of funny that it ends abruptly. You, usually this uh, little section, it's just easy to sort of skip over because it's just uh, this real simple description of Jesus walking on water, which obviously is like a big event. But like the other gospels just add a ton more detail to the story. It talks about, you know, why they were afraid. It wasn't just Jesus that like the, the storm was pushing against them. You know, they, they felt like they were uh, about ready to be submerged, that there was a lot of, it gives some more detail into their fear. It gives some detail uh, like, you know, that Jesus told them to, to do this. They weren't just going on there. It just adds a lot more detail. So we, um, you know, it's, it's nice to have stories that have a lot of detail. There's a lot of things to look at. And, and so sometimes when we come across something like this, we just sort of see it as this little connector thing. And it, the lack of detail uh, is sometimes an indicator to us that, well, this is just sort of like prepping for the next thing. But it, it's, if God's, the hope is that what's happening here is that God is trying to say something to us. And if that's the hope, then sometimes the lack of detail is actually just as important as having a lot of detail. Because sometimes when the details are sort of cut off, it helps focus on something really simple that's being said that can sometimes get lost in the detail. And what's happening here in the story is the disciples, they head across it's dark. It doesn't say why or what their thoughts were. And that's because, you know, a lot of times in life, there's just all sorts of reasons why we're pushing forward on something and expectations that we have and reasons why. And sometimes it isn't even really so much the details of why. It's just we're pushing forward. <laughs> And we all have a lot of different reasons. But, but the point that this passage is focusing on isn't so much that there's this giant difference. It's just there's a bunch of reasons, but we're all doing the same thing. <laughs> we're pushing forward. And, and the backdrop of this is them pushing forward in the dark. And they're feeling this wind pushing against them. In other words, there's this sense of pushing forward against a resistance in the dark. And that's sort of a picture of, you know, we don't like to be there, but that's the reality of where we just sort of all end up being. The, the details, whatever the reasonings are of why we're pushing forward, the reality is we're kind of pushing forward. We, we like to think that we know why we're pushing forward and that we're in light, that we're, we're trying to accomplish this, that our end goal is, you know, our five-year goal is this. And we, we like to think that we're in the light. But, but the truth is a lot of times we're just, we're really in the darkness. All we're doing is just pushing forward. On something. And, and there's always some sort of resistance like this wind or this storm that, that we feel like we're, you know, in the process of, we're right in the middle of, of pushing against it. And, and then the, the story is, is in the middle of them pushing forward towards this goal of getting to Capernaum and in the dark, pushing against this, something happens that was just unusual. <laughs> I mean, unusual to say the least. It's, it's 
all they perceived was someone was walking on the water. And the other Gospels give some more description. They thought it was a ghost or something. But whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's just there was something causes them to stop and, and ask or sort of feel like this sense of what's going on. And that sense of what's going on is coupled with that they were afraid. It says that they were frightened. Uh, in other words, here's the picture that's sort of put out without a whole lot of deals. Is for whatever reason, they're, they're pushing forward towards this goal. They're, they're in the dark. They're, they're feeling this, the wind pushing it. They're pushing against it, resisting. And they come to this moment where what, what's going on and their demeanor towards that what's going on is fear. In other words, What's going on moment means things are going to get worse. (laughs) When the reality is, it was a moment when things were going to get better. And in fact, as soon as they receive Jesus into the boat, uh, they end up, they're just all of a sudden at the destination of where it is that they wanted to go. In other words, in their minds, they felt like they needed to know where they were going to go, work towards that, and they were halfway there, and then that's sort of interrupted by this moment of what's going on. And Jesus helps them to see as they receive Jesus into their boat, they appear where it is that they were going to go, regardless of the wind, regardless of their work, regardless of anything else. And so what's this trying to tell us is, look, Coming to Jesus or uh, following Jesus, we're, we're going to, the backdrop is that we're all, you know, whether Jesus tells something or whatever reason, we feel like we're heading in a direction a lot of times. And we're looking at all the details, and the details are causing us to sort of get into this mode of pushing or this fight mode. And there is always this moment in life when something happens that just sort of strikes us as being unusual. And it doesn't have to be like someone walking on water. The point is it's just all of a sudden it causes us to stop and ask what's going on. And our initial reaction in those moments is always like, What's going on? Is this taking a turn for the worse? Why is that? Because we're in this push mentality. We're in this combat mentality. And so when something causes us to... We feel like we're making progress. We're pushing forward. We're fighting. We're making progress. And then there's this moment when we feel like all the details are telling us that things are about to take a turn for the worse. And... What Jesus does is help us see that what's happening is, is that God is, when Jesus walks on the water towards them, um, it's not just Jesus walking on the water. I mean, it's a sign that he, he is the Son of God. But in the other stories, it talks about Peter coming out and walking on the water. Well, what it is, is Jesus is walking on the water and the power of God is with him. coming. So, so what's happening here that Jesus is making clear as he walks towards them in the middle of all this 
is that God is drawing near. And that's something that I think we miss a lot of times. Sometimes we sort of get caught up in life and just feeling like we need to know all the details. We need to know this. We need to know that. And we feel like we're going to make these plans. I need to know how to get into this school. I get in and then, you know, I need to be able to get this. And then I'll get this. And then I'll get this. And then I'll get that. And then we feel like we're pushing towards something. But we get so caught up in looking all the details and getting into this fight mode, a lot of times we sort of lose track of what it is that we're really looking for to begin with. That's sort of that midlife crisis or whatever. That's what it's all about. It's not, it's not that we think, oh, I'm, I've headed in this wrong direction or that things are going to get worse. It's not even that. It's just this sense of, I don't know what's going on. And this sense that I've been pushing and pushing and pushing, and I'm not really sure where I'm going anymore. <laughs> is all I've been doing is just pushing against stuff. And what Jesus helps us understand is to take a moment and just ask, aside from all the details and the things that we feel like we need to push against and where it is that we need, just set all those details aside and just ask, is there anything that gives us any indication in life that God is willing to draw near to us. Because if there's a God, and if that God, as we are, is willing to draw near to us, then God can do whatever God wants to do. And then it's not, it doesn't matter if the wind is blowing. It doesn't matter if we need to... God getting in the boat with us they just appear where it is that they need to go or want to go or whatever it is, the place where they should go or whatever you want to say about that, where it's good for them to be where they want to be, they end up there because God drew near. In other words, all the details are rendered kind of insignificant if there's a God that's willing to draw near. To us. If there's a God that's willing to draw near to us, then all the other details uh, become insignificant. If there's not a God, and if God isn't willing to draw near from us, then of course all the details become important. The wind is blowing and this and this. But as soon if God's willing to get in the boat with us, then all of that doesn't matter. And that's what Jesus is bringing us to this point of seeing that these moments... It's worthwhile to ask, instead of what do I need to do and what is happening in all the tears, just ask, is God, what's God doing? What's he doing with this? If God is drawing near to us, then that changes things. And what Jesus helps us to understand or helps the disciples understand is that demeanor of God in wanting to draw near to them. That there's no indication that they were thinking about that whatsoever up until this encounter with Jesus. The encounter with Jesus promotes them to start thinking that God is getting in the boat with them. Now, how does that end up happening? It says that Jesus says to them, don't be afraid. In other words, calm down. 
And then he says, it's I. In other words, Jesus basically helps by just saying, calm down and trust in what I'm saying to you. And because of the time that they had spent with Jesus, it wasn't even that they recognized Jesus. They didn't recognize Jesus. He was out there. He had the same face, the same appearance. He was probably wearing the same clothes. They didn't register it as Jesus. They registered it as whatever. But when he spoke to them and said, it is I, and told them to calm down, they came to a place where they were trusting and receiving. In other words, what Jesus does, the hope of what Jesus does, and the only reason why you would ever follow Jesus is if Jesus helps transition us from this place in life where we're just sort of pushing and fearful and not really wanting to trust. You know, it's... uh, you know that what, that what we want is to have some relationships with some other people. It, it, it's hard to do that. It's hard to trust because people just aren't trustworthy. You know, a lot of times, it, I mean, if you look at the facts, the details, most of the time when people... I, yeah. I got to stop using examples that come to mind. Karen and I went out last night and I was... We were... Uh, uh, Sorry for, like, overhearing conversations, but it's hard when people are, like, talking so loudly. But it's obviously, like, a first date type thing. And it's not like a sweet 16 first date. It's like, you know, I I, I can use the word older because it was older like me. And, you know, anyways, she was maybe younger like Karen. I, I don't know, just... Anyways, the details don't matter. But just listening to talk and listening to this guy talking, and I'm just sitting there thinking, it's like, from the way you're responding, even though I, I'm trusting that you're just sort of blah, blah, blahing, and it's a courtesy, and that you're not, but you really shouldn't be trusting what this, the picture that this guy is trying to sell you on. <laughs> of himself it's just like and I know that like I have some respect that she probably wasn't and just being polite and saying ah yeah (laughs) I don't know why I went there anyways I'm just saying that people in general of course we're going to look around in our interactions with other people and be a little bit guarded I mean, how, how could you, he's not, the Bible's not saying don't be guarded around people. I mean, the lesson isn't you just need to start receiving people and start trying. Of course we need to receive people and trust people, but it's not saying that like there's anything that anyone's done to be deserving of that kind of trust or openness, that the details of the situation are that you wouldn't be. You would just be sitting there like pushing back, like the wind's pushing against you. You would have to be like that. What, what Jesus is saying is, if I get in the boat, it's okay to relax and to start trusting, not because the wind is nice, 
Not because the situation is such that it's not a dangerous situation. Not because there isn't something real going on here and you're just making this all up. There's a real situation that's causing you to be in this mode and that's completely justifiable and it's not an ethics lesson that you should to repent and not be there. It's justifiable. But Jesus is saying, look, if God will draw near to you, then it's okay to relax and to trust, not because you're trusting that you in this situation, that you and your experience as a fisher person can conquer and know how to row and you know the sea and all that, not because of all of that business and all whatever details are there that to look at, but just simply because God can make everything work out in whatever way he wants it to work out. And whether the wind is blowing or not, whether you're pushing away or not, whether you're frightened or not, it's okay to calm down and just trust a little bit if it is, in fact, God getting in the boat with you and getting into your life with you. If God's standing out there and he's not willing to get it, but that's what the picture of Jesus is. It's not God standing up here. It's God saying, I'm actually going to become born and become by birth one of you. That's him getting in the boat with us. And that's what they were missing about Jesus. It wasn't just another person that you mistrust and all this, all the other reasons for all this. What Jesus was helping them understand is God is willing to get in the boat with you. And if God is willing to get in your life with you, then that trust in God and in the power of God and in God's love and God's care works to change us from this battle mentality that we can just get caught in our whole life and just think everything that we want is going to be a result of us being in this battle mentality. And in reality, it's just pushing us farther and farther away from what we want. What we need is a safe place to be able to change and to trust. And we can't find that in the world. And we're not going to find that with other people. But if God is good, and He loves us, and He's going to be in our life, and He cares about us, and He has created other people, and He wants us. He can make that work out. And it's okay. And He can protect you from whatever storm or wind. And He can get you to wherever it is that you need to go. The wind can do, people can do whatever they want to do. He can still just take you to where He wants to take you. And so... If God is there, and if God is willing to come into your life, then that completely changes all the details. And then what becomes important is us receiving. He says they were willing to. The only thing that came down to them was just their willingness to just receive that. And receiving God into the boat required them to have to hear Jesus out. And just has some trust that what he's saying, I'm just going to, and that's not something that just happens overnight. It's a long, trust is not something that you just ethically make a decision, I'm going to trust. You don't do that. <laughs> it, it, real trust is something that 
And it takes a lifetime of seeing that someone is trustworthy. And that's why it's so hard to come by because we're just not all that trustworthy. But God is trustworthy. And so what we're pushing against is all of our untrustworthiness is all pushing against God being trustworthy. And Jesus is what helps us to see that. And coming to know Jesus, and that's why we're looking at these stories. It's like the hope isn't that it's just someone just telling some things about what they want Jesus to be. The whole, the whole background of the story is this crowd, which we read at the beginning, is trying to take Jesus. He feeds them, and then it says they try to take Jesus by force to make him king. In other words, who Jesus was to them was who they were trying to force Jesus to be. And the crowd isn't just a crowd of anybody. It's a crowd of people who worship God every week, come and read the Bible every week, who think of themselves as God's people. It's that segment of people who believe that they're God's children, who are trying to live their life by what the Bible has to say, who feel like they're worshiping God, who feel like they're different, that they have a different relationship. It's that group of people is trying to force Jesus to be something that Jesus isn't. And so you're not going to figure out who Jesus is by what the crowd of religious people are trying to say Jesus is. You're just not. And that's because we're just not trustworthy. It's not to say that you can't see Jesus, you know, that Jesus isn't, can't be seen through other people. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is the disciples had a personal understanding of who Jesus was that was different than what the crowd had. And, and that's what Jesus is offering to you. And that's why we're looking at these. So it's not, you know, who cares what I have to say about blah, 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 blah. Oh, please do not trust me. <laughs> but if you look through this for yourself and see, and if that, like, how does it read to you, Jesus would say often. And it's not like you got to read the Bible as some sort of, it does, you're not a better person for reading the Bible or anything like that. There's nothing in there about, like, that telling you ethically that's surprising. <laughs> It's just getting to know Jesus and the entire message of the Bible, even the Old Testament, which is the promise of Jesus, is always this story of people struggling and messing up and people thinking that promise of Jesus or thinking that Jesus is this and then Jesus helping them see, no, it's something else. And so as you look through it, See how this fits with the world that you see around you. But it's going to involve this switch from a battle mentality and, an, and all the details that tell us not to trust to being able to come to understand that if God is willing to get into our life, then it's okay to trust Him and to have a heart then that's trusting that, that regardless of what anyone else will do, He's going to work things out and bring us to the place that he wants us to bring him. And, and then the, the next thing, the ending is, you know, I wouldn't even read it, I'll just tell you, they, 
notice that, you know, what, the details, that the disciples had left in a boat, there was one boat left, presumably maybe they had intended Jesus to take it, Jesus hadn't taken it, and now Jesus, they go looking and they find Jesus uh, up with the disciples, and so they're, they obviously are looking at the details, and it doesn't fit. Like, there's, it's a situation where we look out, and we can tell we're missing some sort of detail. It's not like A plus B equals C. We're in that mode. It's just we can't see the B part type thing. We can just see there's something has happened, and we don't know what that is. And so they ask this question, which we sort of left off on. It says, uh, Rabbi, when did you get here? That's not really, he could have said yesterday. I don't know what, you know, does that really answer their question? You know, what, what happens is, is that when we're just looking at all these details, it's obvious that we're missing something, right? I mean, we want everything to be linear. I'm heading here, all this is happening, and I'm pushing against it, and I'm making this happen, and here's this. But and every time someone gives us some sort of detailed thing, here's how you get here, and then you do all those steps, and it's like, oh, I'm not really there. I missed something, you know. There's something that's missed. That's obvious. We're missing things. And all the details cause us to start asking these questions that really uh, are never going to give us the answers that we're really looking for. We're just we're asking the you know. Our heart is trying to get at something, but the questions that we're asking to get there are kind of unrelatable questions. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's what we're going to look at next week. Jesus just answers the question of their heart rather than the question that they're asking. Type thing. You don't have to figure out the right question. You don't have to figure out the right way to approach God. You don't have to have the right intentions. They were trying to force him to become king. You, you don't have to have anything fixed whatsoever in the slightest. You don't have to have a right heart. You don't have to have everything fixed up. Is All you have to do is just have some recognition that something's going on, that I'm missing something, and just put it out there and just start interacting with Jesus. Take a chance. Ask him some sort of question. Just put that interaction in him and, and let... And, what proves that Jesus is faithful and trustworthy is not that he answers the question that we ask, because the question that we ask is, when did you get, I got here yesterday. Oh, Jesus is trustworthy. That's not the, what proves that he's trustworthy is that he knows our heart and he sees past whatever it is we're throwing out there that's kind of a futility type thing and just goes to what it is that we're really asking for. And it's oftentimes not what we're asking for, but he, and you have this moment when you realize something in my heart has just been answered or addressed. And when you feel that, I mean, that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for, you know, like in a sermon, someone to come up here and answer our questions about the Bible. Because our questions about the Bible are usually stupid questions. I mean, my questions are usually, I mean, I'm not being stupid, but they're like, they're off the point. And it doesn't matter if they're off the point. What we're looking for 
is for Jesus to show up and say, I'm in the boat with you. And the indication that I'm in the boat with you and the indication that I am trustworthy and that you can let down your guard and relax and trust a bit is that he answers something. You feel it in your heart that something in your heart that you had been stumbling to get out that you hadn't even quite realized what that is to be able to vocalize it even to yourself, but you have that moment where it's being addressed. And if you find that moment, Jesus is saying, did you find that moment outside of me or did you find that moment with me? Is this about me? Am I here? And what we'll find is that as we start Letting Jesus into our life. It's not about letting the church in. It's not about letting religion in. It's all, all that is probably trying to force things and ask. All. It's just about an openness to God and seeing if that openness to God, if that moment that we are looking for, that, we, that thing that we feel like we're missing is found in connection with Jesus. And not in connection with the Jesus that everyone else is trying to cram down our throat. But in connection with you personally just saying, I don't quite know who you are, but I'm going to ask a question. (laughs) Directing something. That's the good news about Jesus. And that's why it's a, a personal thing. It is a corporate thing because we all come together in a realization that we've all had that common personal experience. But, but it's really more of just finding that commonality that God really does love us. And even though all the details around us point to us having this conflict and pushing and this battle and just trying and striving, that the reality is whenever we get to anywhere of value, it's because God just brought us there. And it's because he's in our life. And Jesus is the one who makes it happen because Jesus is the fullest expression. If God is willing to be with us, how could it be any other way than him becoming one of us? How, God up here isn't God being with us. God walking around as as. as supernatural as that sounds, the necessity of the fact that God is there, if God is there, and if God is willing to be with us and get into the boat with us, if that is the case, that drives the necessity to be that he would have to become a human being. It would be like a logical necessity for that to be the case. In other words, you wonder, why does the Bible say all these different things? It's like so hard to like trust and stuff. But if you think about it in terms of if what it's saying is that God loves us, God cares about us, and God is willing to be in our life with us, then this is the way it would need to be. It would need to be that he would be willing to come down and become one of us. It would need to be. If God remains just and we remain unjust, somehow that's going to have to get fixed. And getting fixed, how can it get fixed without someone paying the price? And so 
as we start to look at Jesus, it starts with us having a trust. We don't really understand what he's saying, but we're trying to trust what he has to say. But it's really the beginning of us just starting to have an interaction with him. And as we interact with him and we come to see that he's addressing where we are in our heart, that trust builds. And Jesus helps us to see God's love for us. Let's pray. Um, If you have never accepted Jesus as your Savior and you would like to do that, you you have that moment when you feel like He's pulling on your heart and asking you to follow Him and you haven't done that. I'm going to be up here. Some other people will be up here to pray with you. And also, if you have any prayer requests, if you feel like you've just been battling against something and, uh, you know, you, you really just need to know that He's here and you just need some really, You just need to get to where it is and you're tired or, or you just want some help. Uh, come up and you can get pray, prayer too. Uh, let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we just thank you so much for just being so gentle with us, uh, taking care of us, and I pray that you would really change our hearts instead of becoming hard and hardened, that you would allow them to become softened, and that you would allow us to trust in you and in your Father and where you're taking us. We lift this all up to you in your name, Jesus. Amen.